SurePoint Advisors is registered as an investment advisor with the state of New Jersey. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply any specific level of skill or training and does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by Securities and Exchange Commission or any state securities authority. Welcome to another episode of SurePoint Advisors Financial Roll Call with James Fenn. We are 10 in service. This is a podcast for law enforcement by law enforcement. I am James Fay. I'm a retired law enforcement officer and now a financial advisor with Shorepoint Advisors. I'm focused on helping law enforcement officers make educated financial decisions that will directly affect their retirement. I truly believe that this podcast will help accomplish that. So today's episode is a value add. Uh, it's not necessarily about finance but finance does play a role in the topic. So today uh, we're gonna have a special guest, uh, Brian Gillespie. Brian is a retired law enforcement officer from a local agency here along the Jersey Shore. Uh, I can say that Brian is, is a friend. Um, our, our careers had paralleled each other. Uh, that short town that he worked in was in the county that I worked in. So whether on or off duty, uh, we, we uh, cross paths quite often. Uh, but Brian is currently the supervising, supervising mental health specialist at Rutgers University and more specifically the Cop to Cop program. Um, for those of you that don't know, Cop to Cop is a 24 hour peer, uh, peer support program for New Jersey law enforcement officers and their families. Uh, very, very important program that uh, he oversees. So why is it a value add uh, with the upcoming holiday season um, and the stress that law enforcement officers endure throughout their careers and more specifically since the onset of COVID where a lot has changed and the social media has really used law enforcement as a punching bag uh, I thought it would be great to have Brian on and Brian speak to the Cop to Cop program and, and what they do and what they have to offer. So um, let's go to the interview with Brian that I, I, was, uh, I was able to do yesterday. Welcome to another episode of Shorepoint Advisors Financial Roll Call with James Fay. We are 10 in service. This is a podcast for law enforcement by law enforcement. Today, Brian Gillespie joins us on the podcast. Brian is a supervising mental health specialist at Rutgers University. Uh, Brian, how are you? Doing well, Jimmy. How you been, bro? Good, thanks. Um, a little bit about the topic today. We're going to talk about Cop to Cop. Cop to Cop is a 24-hour peer support program for New Jersey law enforcement officers and their families. Uh, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that Rutgers University Behavioral Healthcare developed Cop to Cop. Um, and before we actually get into the history and the function of Cop to Cop, Brian, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your background and uh, why you became a Cop to Cop representative? Sure. First of all, uh, thank you for having me on. I'm honored that you asked. Uh, we've known each other for quite a while and your family. So uh, glad I was had the opportunity to jump onto this. I uh, born and raised in Jersey City, four generations of law enforcement, moved down to shore, went to the Marine Corps, uh, got out of the Marine Corps for four years, started dispatching. Next thing I knew, I was a patrolman for the Manasquan Police Department, uh, retired from Manasquan in 2010. And from there, I took a variety of different jobs, uh, kind of missed a job, but 
kind of glad I was out, but still kind of pulled back in. So in 2016, I was, uh, 2014, I started working for Rutgers University. I started doing security. Then I found this opportunity had come up in 2016 for Vets for Warriors, which was a 24-7 national peer support organization. And I never heard of anything like that before. And it was uh, located out of Piscataway. And I thought, what a great organization, you know, with my Marine Corps background and trying to help other Marines with the uh, 22 a day that the veterans have to go through. So I worked there for about eight months. After eight months, I was promoted to supervisor for Vets for Warriors. And I stayed for about two and a half years. Uh, in that call center, there was about 15 different programs that were all peer and culturally, culturally centered uh, that were just amazing. Uh, I used to like to do, I used to give the tours to everybody and I, I used to open a door and I'd say, this is where the magic happens. So you had Vets for Warriors that was talking to veterans around the country and the people answering the phone were veterans. Um, the Vet to Vet, we, we handled New Jersey veterans, also answered by New Jersey veterans. Then you had uh, Mom to Mom, which was moms with special needs handling, uh, talking to, to parents that had special needs. You had caregiver to caregiver who had uh, people that they dealt with with Alzheimer's and dementia, and they were answering those type of calls. And you had NJEA aid. There were teachers handling teachers doing stuff. So it was just a, a great place where people were getting help. And it also held the suicide hotline or the hope line uh, throughout New Jersey. But then right across the way from us was Cop to Cop. I had known about Cop to Cop when I was a delegate years back uh, in Manasquan. And I always look at those guys and I'd see them getting up and like heading out like they were going to a hot call. And I kind of missed that. And I, I got to be friends with them and we would talk to them frequently about the stuff that they provided. They would do stuff over the phone, but they would also go out and do critical incident stress management debriefings and do defusings and, and be out at hot, hot cases or things that had come up for officers that needed help and officers and their families. Uh, I had left, I left the call center after two and a half years. Uh, I went and worked security for Wall High School and okay. uh, I got the calling to come back. I went back and started working part-time. And as soon as I came back, they said, you're coming back here full-time, whether you know it or not. And there is a couple of months later, I was off the position of supervisor and uh, I, I was glad to come back. That's great. That's great insight. And, um, you know, uh, very informative about all the different uh, helplines that, you know, that uh, Rutgers Behavioral Healthcare deals with out there. So um, how about just a little history behind Cop to Cop, uh, you know, maybe when it started or how it started. Sure. Just tell our listeners a little bit about that. All goes by a woman named Cherie Castellano, who was married to a uh, detective for the Morris County Prosecutor's Office. Uh, 1998, I believe they got the, uh, the authorization to go ahead. In 99, they started the program, and they are the only legislated uh, – peer support helpline for police officers in the country. We are legislated through New Jersey uh, Senate, and uh, that's what makes us different from a lot of other programs. Uh, Cherie started it with a group, and then the next thing that happened was 9-11. So they kind of jumped right into the fire. They spent a lot of time up at, uh, up at Port Authority in Jersey City, uh, diffusing and debriefing, guys coming back from the pile, guys going back over to the pile. Uh, I know that I had ran into them a few times, uh, when we were, uh, when the pipe bands would meet up on the roof. Right. And the time that I, uh, you know, got to see and talk to some of those people and never really thought about what was going on with me when I was too worried about other people. And sure. they were doing a great job up there. Right. That's great. Um, 
definitely a uh, welcomed resource in the law enforcement community. Um, so, and, uh, you know, obviously we thank you for your service for that. Uh, you know, I thought it was interesting when I did call you to book this interview, uh, you were going through your calendar and uh, trying to squeeze me in. And we really do appreciate that you found the time to squeeze us in. But uh, if you could just give the, the listeners a little bit um, about your function and, and your day-to-day, uh, I guess, uh, job, what, what you actually do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, a little bit of everything. Uh, I answer the phones. I, I make the schedules. I, I, I hit my meetings. What the main thing is that I'm kind of like doing logistics and making sure everything's going to the right place, making sure that I have my guys on the phone, my guys and girls that are on the phone, making sure that the services rendered are uh, up to par and what they need to be, making sure that they're getting the right type of services. We get a lot of calls that are administrative calls and make sure they're getting directed to the right place. And we get calls from all over the country asking us about our program and how we do it. And people would like to model uh, after us. Uh, and just making sure that I'm available for anything that comes up. Uh, I know, as you know, you know, we're getting ready for this meeting today and lining up some stuff and I have other things going on. And then uh, I got an email and we get a call about stuff that's going on with an officer's family uh, today. And that's how quick things change, but that's how quick we jump into action as well. So, right. So can you explain to the listeners uh, what kind of services cop to cop provides? I know you say answering the phones and stuff like that, but uh, I think there's some other things during my research that I I saw on the website that uh, that Cop to Cop provides as well. Absolutely. When I used to work for Vets for Warriors, I used to travel around the country and and do some uh, brief uh, seminars or however you want to call it. And I would always ask them, you know, who does your peer support? And they would say, what the heck is peer support? I never heard of that even when I was on the job. So peer support is a, a, a great function of talking to another that understands what you're talking about, okay? Culturally competent and someone that you can talk to that understands when you say, man, you have no idea. Well, no, bro, I do have an idea. I do get it. I did work those midnights. I right. did have problems with this. I, di- I do understand what you're going through. So we'll take a call and no matter what the call may be, the guy may be having marital problems, just doesn't want to talk to his boss, doesn't want, can't talk to his wife. Guy may be having some financial problems. Guy may be having problems at work and you know he can't talk to anybody. So he, what he wants to do is he wants to talk to somebody that's 24 seven and confidential at that. You know, we don't tell anybody about our phone calls. You know, we're not bound to, we're all retired. We're not active duty. So everyone who works that line is a retired officer. Right. But if, unless you are looking to hurt yourself right then and there or hurt someone else, then we have to get involved. But what we do that is special is we do follow-up calls every week. Okay, if you call me for the first time today, I'm gonna assess you, depending on what your situation is, I might put you in touch with a clinician or I'll see what you need. You may be looking for some financial help. You may be looking for counselors in your area for whether it be marital or for PTSD issues, we get a lot of that. Uh, And we'll put you, depending on where you are, we'll find a couple of counselors and we'll provide you with the resources and referrals that you need for whatever it could be. Then we're going to follow up on that and we're going to make sure that you're okay. What a great support system. It's awesome. And, and you know, you hit on a few times uh, financial stress. And obviously, this is a, um, you know, a financial podcast for law enforcement. And, you know, the reason I really started this is to maybe alleviate some of that stress um, that officers feel financially, making those financial decisions 
that they have to make. Uh, maybe they're uneducated and we could just provide that uh, little bit of education to, to allow them to make a better decision financially. So, um, you know, one of the questions to see you would be, does financial stress, is it a factor? Does it add into uh, a factor that leads officers to feeling hopeless or anxious? And, I, and I'm sure obviously you answered that already, that it does. So, it's a great point. Absolutely. That is one of our top, basically one of our top 10 is in, is financial. Uh, and not even just the officer, maybe himself. It could be, uh, I, I experienced my wife was out of work for a while. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of guys experienced that with their, with uh, their spouse or maybe their children being out of work for a while. And they had to make do with whatever they did. You know, with everything else that an officer has to deal with, especially with going, what's going through with not just COVID, with the civil unrest, and the BS that we have to put up with, you know, add finances onto that and you're not getting paid. Some bigger departments weren't, you know, we're doing some stupid stuff. And then the guy's worrying about their health and have to worry about finances on top of that. That's never good. And it does grow. It does become overwhelming. And you know what? Wouldn't it be great to have something there for those guys that they could talk to someone that understands it and maybe put them in touch with someone? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I had a question on here uh, in your professional opinion. Do you believe cop to cop is making a difference? I don't even have to ask that. I mean, anybody that's going to listen to this podcast will, will, will know the passion that you uh, you uh, perceive and, and you, um, you know, uh, give off when you're talking about this, this very topic. So, uh, again, there is great passion in your voice. And uh, I can I can tell just by that that uh, it's definitely making a difference. Cop to cop. I got it. I got to tell you, Jimmy. One of my favorite sayings of all time, and uh, we did an RPO video recently, and we all had a pick saying, and mine was, never underestimate the impact that you may have on someone else's life. We do that every day at Cop to Cop, whether it's uh, just talking to a guy and making sure he's got good materials for his RPO training, or just talking to a guy and making sure that he's going to be okay, that he can help someone else, teach him breathing techniques, teach him what he needs to do to decompress, um, and then maybe finding out years later. And this has happened years later that, you know what, if it wasn't for you, you know, I would have taken my life. And it's yeah. happened to us. The stories that we hear from years later, months later, they're just amazing when we run into guys out in the field. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure it uh, makes you feel good about what you do. So, uh, well, listen, law enforcement is a very tight knit community uh, and we are always looking out for, you know, our fellow brothers and sisters. So what are some of the signs we should look for? that will let us know if our fellow officers are in distress and need assistance. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, we've recently, I guess it was March, we had the RPO, uh, MRT RPO training uh, in assistance with the uh, AG's office. And it's just been amazing. And we have trained probably over 900 RPOs throughout the state of New Jersey. Each department has an RPO. Each county has MRTs, which are uh, master resiliency trainers, the RPO, for those who don't know, is the resilience program officer. And they're trained to look for those kind of cues. If you see a guy who comes in, he's dressed to the nines every day. And for the last couple of days, he's wearing sweats and he hasn't shaved. There's something wrong. You know, you look back to when we were on a job or when you hear the stories, this isn't a TV, but you know, you knew something was up with a guy, but right. no one ever said anything because we didn't want that stigma. I'm not, I'm never going to call that line. Hey, it's not my business. I don't care about him. All it would ta- all it would have taken was somebody to say, "Is everything okay?" Sure. And you know what? You could have saved that guy, or you could help him make you know stop from making bad bad decisions. 
Sure. Sure. Uh, we we are our own. We are our brother and sister's keepers. Sure. And we we can take care of everyone on the road. We can stop people. We can put them in jail. We could do whatever we need to do. We could help families in distress, run into burning buildings. We could do whatever that needs to be done to help others. But the one thing we can't do sometimes is we can't help ourselves. Right. And we, we need help from others, whether we know it or not. Right. And, and you know, just that simple question uh, of, of is everything all right? Um, you know, they might not have suicidal tendencies or suicidal thoughts, but you're right. It might save their job in general because we go out and we are our own worst enemy. And then the next thing you know, we're losing our job. You know, a dream job that somebody wanted all their life. And, you know, for, for uh, something very stupid, you know, they lose their job. So, uh, you know, yep. I think that was uh, very impactful there. So the, day, the days of not helping another are gone. And with this RPO program, we've helped so many people and people are reaching out saying, I'm not sure if, if I need help or not, but let me tell you what I have going on. And we've gone out when another thing that I didn't mention what Cop to Cop does are the debriefings and the diffusings for uh, critical incidents that happen at the police department or things that come up. We've come and talked to specialized units that deal with uh, major traumatic events all the time that right. over over years and years are affected by it. Right, right. Interesting. So let me just ask you this, Brian, in closing, uh, can you offer our law enforcement listeners who might need the services that Cop to Cop provides any advice or information? Sure, let me, get, let me give you a quick rundown of some of the things that we, the most things that we hear all the time. It's depression, PTSD, anxiety, finances, work stress, marital, substance abuse, legal problems, suicidal ideations, medical and family issues. I think I know uh, everyone I know as a police officer has run through at least one of them in their career, including myself. Um, and uh, it, it's time to not live with it on your own. You know, we're right. here to help each other out and it's time to break the stigma. It's time to talk to someone and get the help that we need. It doesn't make you a bad person. It's sure. okay not to be okay. Right. You know, I, I look at it as a you'll never walk alone as long as cop to cop is here. Sure. That's great. It's great advice. And I know, uh, you know, in the law enforcement community for years, uh, you know, as a law enforcement officer, you didn't want to show any kink in your armor. Right. right. Um, and, uh, you know, some some people need that help. So, uh, listen, Brian, I really appreciate you being on and on the podcast and, and let me interview you. Um, this was extremely insightful. And I'm sure when it gets out to my listeners, hopefully they will get it out to their network. Uh, and this will uh, this will really spread like wildfire today's today's episode and today's podcast. So uh, again, I thank you for your time. I know you are busy, and um, you know I appreciate uh, you giving us your time to to uh, tell us all about Cop to Cop. Hey Jimmy, I appreciate it, brother. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing the right things. And if you ever need anything. Don't hesitate to uh, reach out. And that's the best part. doesn't have to be for you. You can always just look out for your brother. So Great. Really appreciate it, Brian. Take care, man. Okay, I want to thank Brian for his time. And more importantly, his passion. It's evident that Brian is very passionate about what he does. Giving back to the community that he came from, which is the law enforcement community. 10-11, prepare to copy. Let's go f over a few takeaways from today's episode. One, Cop to Cop, which is run by Rutgers University Behavioral Healthcare, is a 24-hour peer support program 
for law enforcement officers and their families. The job of a law enforcement officer is often stressful, demanding, and very dangerous at times. That lifestyle in and of itself affects the lives of officers, their spouses, their partners, and their friends. Brian went over a list of uh, th things that they hear while they're taking those calls at the call center. Uh, depression, PTSD, anxiety, finance, work stress, marital stress, substance abuse, legal problems, suicidal tendencies, medical and family issues. That was a list of things that, that they hear uh, all the time while answering those phones. Remember, this is a peer support program. What does that mean? That means that the volunteers that are answering the phones are all retired law enforcement officers. They've, they've done the job. They understand your stress and they can provide resources, guidance, and support for you or somebody you love. There was two things that Brian said during the interview that made the hair on my neck actually stand up. One was a saying that he uses, he says uh, it's his favorite saying, and that was never underestimate the impact that you may have on someone else's life. Well, you do that every day in the law enforcement profession. But more importantly, if you see something, say something. If you see a partner, a coworker, somebody in your family struggling with some sort of mental health issues, say something, because you never know when you're gonna save somebody's life or change their life. The other thing he said, that really hit home too, he said, it's okay not to be okay. Now that might be the biggest uh, hurdle that law enforcement officers have to get over. Again, I said it in the interview as well, um, law enforcement officers do not like to show kinks in their armor. Right? We don't like to show our deficiencies. But like Brian said, it's okay not to be okay. If you need help, if you are feeling hopeless or anxious, you need to pick up the phone. Call cop the cop. Numbers 1-866-267-2267. That should be in everybody's phone. Saved. This was a very powerful episode and I wanted to put it out there uh, for the holiday season. So uh, please make sure you get this out to your law enforcement network. With that, thanks for listening to Short Point Advisors Financial Roll Call with James Fay. We'll be 10-7 out of service.